0: Don't be alarmed. We're Negroes. Negro, please. Freeze, Negroes. Don't be alarmed. We're Negroes. Freeze, Negroes. Welcome to Don't be alarmed. We're Negroes. He, ne- he he grows. Wow. Sugar, what's happening, player?
1: I'm impressed by them vocal skills, man. I'm doing great.
0: Man, I was listening to a little R. Kelly filling on the booty, so it inspired yeah. me.
1: I guess so. Man, did you watch the interview when he was crying to kind of put it in balance?
0: Man, hey, sometimes everyone has a little tear here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the rundown of what we're talking about this week.
1: Right on. Uh, we're gonna, This week, we are going to cover the Tiger News of the Week. Last week's PGA RBC Heritage and LPGA Lot Championship. This week's PGA Zurich Classic and the LPGA Hugo Air Prima La Open. There's also uh, an article that we're going to talk about from our, in our diversity section on William Clarence Matthews. And this is a, a story about we're going to go into the world of, of baseball, but this is a story that may have never been told if it weren't for people capturing the story. So, great diversity topic there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our front nine, we're going to get into our favorite West Coast rappers. We're going to get into a session we've titled Pars and Prep. We're going to talk about how we get ready for the game. We're getting into our uh, lovely segment, which we do weekly or every pod. What Are We Hating On? Uh, The gigging song of the week. Left My Weed by Snoop Dogg. And we're going to get to the final shout outs uh, with our guest, Booga and the Nature Boy.
0: Woo. Welcome, Booga and Nature Boy. What's happening, fellas?
2: Nothing, but put some name on respect. It's Booga Sugar. Booga
0: Sugar. Sugar, For those
1: who didn't know.
0: I don't know if I can say My name's all
1: right. I'm I'm (laughs) Mathis.
0: I don't know if I can throw that sugar on the end. That's a little tough.
3: <laughs> what about you Santella Sugar?
0: Oh, here we go. <laughs> so uh, let's get into a little. What is it? Hey, Tiger News of the Week. So, uh, Tiger, Rory, and Jason Day, there's a rumor that they've been learning Japanese from Hideki. Matsuyama So that's kinda cool. Um a good fact. Nice to see that they're um all buddy buddy out there because sometimes, you know, it's not like that. I'm not sure that Tiger had a lot of friends uh going into to a lot of things and playing golf in the season, but it's kinda cool that he's he's linking up with all these young cats, you know. What do you think about that, Suge? I
1: think it's the best way to bridge the the gap. Um between people who are coming into the game and those who are kind of tiger fans. Right. So I think, um, you know, it's a really good thing for the game and it kind of shows that these guys do have personality. And I think it's hard to see their personality when you're kind of, if you're not following them a lot on, on um, their social media or things like that, but just to kind of see them in a, in something that they're making light of, I thought it was pretty cool. So yeah, pretty
0: dope. Agreed. Agreed. But that's all we have for the tiger news of the week. Uh, Let's get into something a little more serious. Um, If you were living under a rock or not, you've probably heard of George Floyd um, and his verdict and his killing uh, was delivered this week. And there was three guilties given on that um, and this is the first time in a long time that a cop has been convicted for doing something uh so terrible to to one of our people. um I can't lie, I was super nervous about the verdict um A feeling came over me um and when it was all guilty you know a little tear tear of joy because I think twenty nine years ago we had the Rodney King verdict out there in Cali. And it was not favorable um, And we've had many years of this uh, BS um, Cops hunting us down um, Still to this day It happened, it's happened a couple of times Even after this verdict So I uh, want to get everybody's comments On the George Floyd verdict Let's start with you Booga
2: Hold on oh, no. uh, I, I was nervous as well Happy Um But a little, I'd say, disappointed only in our people as a whole, because we were so pumped up that it was guilty. We tend to forget the bigger picture. And that we still have things out there that need to be resolved, different cases. So we're saying, okay, yes, we got justice. Well, we got justice for one man when we have so many other people out there. I mean, the same day the verdict was coming down a girl gets shot by a cop in the same city. Like Mm -hmm. we need reform and we need change. And I just don't want us to get past that whole where we need to go. And when we say, okay, America equality, when we're actually not equal and yeah, we need change. So I was happy, but still did. I'm still not losing the bigger picture of the whole situation.
0: Agreed. Mathis.
3: Um, I was, I was ecstatic, but to piggyback off of, uh, what Boog's saying, you know, accountability is the first step. So it is a victory. Um, but when people lose their life, it's hard to celebrate, like regardless of, uh, you know, the outcome it's, it's hard to celebrate that, but, there's just, there's, there's more to be done. And I, I mean, I just echo everything that Boog said it's, you know, you have this, a a killing happening in the same city, 15, was it 15 minutes or 15 miles? I have my 15s mixed up from the actual trial taking place. It's, I don't know. It's a victory, but it's, it's, it's hard to get too excited. Right. And my daughter, my 16 year old and I have been talking about the verdict and, like uh, it, you know, when they were deliberating and I told her, I, I think he gets off. Well, why? Because that's what America does. This is one example, one. So it's a victory. And like I said, accountability is that first step in change, but you know, don't,
2: don't lose the history now because of this one victory. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to jump in, but with Matt, what Matthew was just saying if you if you're into the news or any kind of podcasting thing, did you see what Brett Favre said?
0: Yes, Brett is out of control. And actually, he's been saying some stuff lately that actually made me. I used to think he was up there with the greats. Um, and he may be athletically, but personally, he's an asshole.
2: And, that, and that's the whole thing. We, and I have friends that say, OK, we've come so far. But my whole thing is, like, we shouldn't have to come so far. When Brett Favre, everybody idolized in football, says, oh, he made a mistake. It was He didn't do it on purpose. It was an accident. I mean, have we really come far enough? So I, I don't know what he said. Can you give me some context? I, I mean, I can look it up on my phone real quick if we don't want to. He had a podcast and sure. he out the cop and said he made a mistake. It was an accident. He didn't mean to do this, and he should get off.
0: Okay, and it's pretty tough, especially when Brett Favre threw to a bunch of Negroes out there to get his way and to win a few games, Um, especially uh, Sterling Sharp out there. So, you know, you you have to be sensitive to the climate of things and stop just talking shit, Brett.
1: And it shows it shows that it shows that people are are ignorant. They just don't see what was lost in that situation. Like I don't understand how someone can't look at that situation and see that a man's life was lost, his dignity was taken from him, and his breath was was stopped. That was murder. We all saw murder. And that's what I can't get. That's what for me personally is hard to get over. Um I watched the trial. I watched the coverage. It was tough for me. I put myself through that personally just because I thought it was an important moment in history. I thought something was possible to change. And it finally did, you know, guilty on all charges. I think that that's what I expected um, based on what I saw. You know, so for me, I think that I'm just going to go back to this, man. I think in life in general, what you reflect on others is always going to come back to you in some way. Right. So, if you're out here being foul, living foul, at some point it's going to catch up to you. It might not be right away, but it's going to catch up to you. And I think this was what we saw that took place and where the man lost his life. I think that that was probably a host of things that that man, that Shelvin that had done in his life that was a culmination. And I'm going to tell you one thing too like the thing that drove me nuts about this whole thing and i'm going to talk about this a little bit when we get into the diversity section but the the police report on george floyd and how he how they pronounced him dying and what really happened that's a fucking problem be real about what happened to the man and how he died 100% oh. Yeah, don't bullshit. Yeah, it said a, med- a medical incident. Don't bullshit people and tell them that don't tell them the, tell them the fucking truth about how somebody died. Don't make some shit up. And I will tell you that if it weren't for that that young woman, yes, who had the uh, who had just the the thought to bring her phone out and record that, if she didn't record that, that story might have been swept under the rug,
0: guaranteed
1: facts. And that's how I feel about it. Um, And, you know, I don't want to I don't want to get into too much because this is an emotional time. This is an emotional time for a lot of people. And so the one thing I want to say is that I hope people can internalize this victory. You can internalize the pain that we're all going through, no matter what color you are. And if you really want to make change, make sure that you're paying attention to who you're voting for. Make sure you're paying attention to the people that you're electing. Um, Make sure you understand the money that you're putting into companies as well. Do your research because the things that you purchase, the things that you can influence as a person and an individual and the people that you know is far greater than you know. So do your research.
0: Well said.
1: Can I piggyback on that real quick?
0: Yeah.
3: So, Reg, I just want to say this because this is what you made me think of, and I appreciate it because good thinking encourages other good thinking. So thank you. Um, what I would say to everybody that's listening is we've talked about that this is, a, this is a victory, right? What you need to do if you don't understand why is go figure out why. Go educate yourself as to why this is a victory. And as you do that, you'll also educate yourself on why this is just a small victory and there's still so much more work to do
1: mm-hmm. well said well you know on on this on this pod man you know um music reflects life and so um i'm gonna turn it to e who's gonna play free from the Goody mob any thoughts brother
0: nope i love this song um it's just it speaks to us Goody mob always does their thing um and they were ahead of their time um so let's let's hear it Seems to really know But I won't accept That this is how it's gonna be
4: Therefore yeah, oh, you got to let me And my people go Cause I wanna
0: be free Completely free Lord won't you please Come and say Dope ass song By Getty yep. Mob want to be free mm-hmm.
1: and that soul food album if you've never listened if you've never listened to that album go dig that up yes that, indeed. That, that whole soul food album is still relevant till this day so thank uh, y'all thank you goody mob for, for for throwing that out there to us
2: if you don't have that album then you need to kill yourself i'm sorry <laughs> 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 Sorry, <laughs> putting that out there, cold blooded out.
0: sugar go ahead and let us know what Michelle Wee is up to. You know, um, th- this is pretty cool
1: too, and and shout out, uh, a shout out to her for for putting this in motion and to all the the folks who got behind this from a uh, from a celebrity perspective. But you know, in the effort to leave the LPGA in a better place and to kind of you know, make it the, the, the sport better for all um, the go check out hashtag hoodie for golf because they're selling hoodies. And I think uh, if I, if they're sold out, but they might be getting some more soon, but um, yeah. go, go check them out because what they're doing is they're selling this, this hoodie and the, the proceeds from um, the hoodie are going to, you know um, you know, expand diversity within golf in a variety of different ways. And it's just a, it's a beautiful thing, man. So any, any thoughts on that, fellas?
2: I I know when I look at Michelle Wee's career and how she started and was big time and the family members she knows and has in there and she had her struggles, then she came back and she's always been on top, but didn't her performance didn't show on top. And now she's there and they say, okay, my on topness is showing what I need really need to do. And she's doing this. Applause. She's doing the right thing. And I appreciate that with her.
0: She's such a big figure and has has made such an impact. Um she could have easily, I mean, she has Nike money. She's done a lot. Um, she doesn't need anything. She could have Easily turned away from things like this. And there's going to be people hating on her for this kind of stuff, right? But the fact that she put out a hoodie, which has been controversial, controversial in the game of golf because people want to wear it to stay warm while they're playing, um, it shows a lot. And uh, the background of her saying, hey, we watched the WNBA and other sports uh, for diversity and 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 to see the the nba players like lebron james supporting the wnba and everything like that it was good to see like if you go to your twitter feeds and and you follow that that hashtag about her hoodies hey you're gonna see everyone with yeah. those hoodies on beautiful tie-dye hoodies you know takes us back to the old school um this is only gonna get bigger so i commend her yeah. for that for sure
1: and i think too it has a tie man like you know the you see the the hoodie the culture that that were that some in golf are trying to bring. They're trying to change it. It reminds me of kind of like like the like you said the WNBA when they had the the hoodies for them, right? So they they had their hoodie campaign. She's following in these are great like paths that these women are blazing. You know for for to show people that hey, we could do more than just be sports personalities you know, we can bring more to the table. And I'm glad that they're using, you know, they're using that to the, to the, you know, for the right purpose. Dolphin.
0: Agreed.
3: Yeah. I think uh, she, like you said, Eric, she, she doesn't want for anything. So she's using her celebrity status to better the game, right. To, to, to better society. I mean, that's who cares if you're winning at the end of the day. Right. I mean, Legacy isn't just tied to wins, right? I mean, it's uh, it's an important step, and I just it's it's awesome to see. And you know, too bad they're sold out, or we probably all have one. So
0: guaranteed, Michelle, we hit hit up the Negroes to get us get our whole <laughs> friends and cast some uh, some hoodies, and we'll wrap them.
2: Make sure you hashtag it when you put this out. <laughs>
0: I sure will. So let's get to some golf. We had a couple of tournaments this past weekend. Uh, RBC Heritage, um, which was the men out there playing. Um, My picks didn't turn out so great. Who knew that Sink was going to go out there and do it, though? (laughs) Because all all the cats on this show that we have on, nobody mentioned Sink. And then Harold Varner going out there c pipes jr shout out doing your thing out there getting it cracking uh good <laughs> i've been telling him. y'all about harold
1: varner bro i've been telling you he's out there he's out there doing good
0: things man hold on hold on bug did you pick harold varner to do anything in this tournament
2: i didn't in this tournament but if you go back to the old <laughs> podcast <laughs> i said it's,
0: it's, it's he did this is going
2: to be a blow up year for harold varner go back and check
1: we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go back and fact check that, sir. But I do remember us speaking on him uh,
0: specifically.
2: First show I was on, Harold Barnes gonna have a this gonna be his breakout year.
1: All right. We're gonna dig in the
0: crates for that one. Yeah, we're gonna have to. I mean I mean, DJ, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Colin Murray actually played well. Webb Simpson. Yeah, I mean, those were my picks. Uh but I didn't see what was happening? That happened, and so I appreciate the sink one because it tells you anyone can win any given week. You take your ass out there, you can be beat.
1: And hey, that was his son too, that was caddying for him too, right?
0: Yes, indeed. And
1: his, son, his other
2: son flew in for him. Just yeah, for that. that
1: was that was pretty cool. And then I think I remember hearing some about they was talking about like his wife and he had like taken some time off of golf to have to take care of her. She was sick, and that that to me, man, like. That's why golf, I think, is – is it brings the, like, just life out. You know what I mean? And and that's why I think a lot of these dudes appreciate it more. Um, that's crazy, though. But Sink, Sink deserved that, man. He he went out there and owned it. What was cool, uh,
3: too, is, like, imagine – so caddies, I, I could be wrong, but they get, like,
2: 10%, I think, of the winnings. Depending on contracts, you know, between 10 and 13%.
3: Right? Imagine giving your, your child – Thirteen or you know ten to thirteen percent of a PGA Tour win. I mean, that would just be cool, right? And even like his his son's story about like he finished grad school and then he became his full time caddy, and he is legit the caddy, right? Where you know other people have people on their bags, and that's they're they're just carrying the, the sticks; they're not really a caddy. So like the whole story was really cool. So and it was I was definitely on a golf hangover from the Masters. So like it was good to have like a uh, I don't know an old school come through and win the win the tournament so
1: no doubt and then um, I I picked um, Sung JM who who had a, a couple I think the first and second day was decent and then uh, he just kind of faltered uh, <laughs> and then I was speaking towards uh, Zalatoris as well so uh, not a not a strong finish there but uh, you know we'll see we'll see what uh, we'll see what them cats have in store.
0: Zella Torres said that he was he was he was interviewing after the first like night or something like that the first day and he was saying that he was getting worn out cuz he's played really well um and I think just you know over time you're just going to get worn out he's played a lot of golf mm-hmm. and I give it to him he's young and he's playing but it's going to catch up to you
3: but he weighs like twenty seven pounds, and you gotta have some meat on you if you're gonna play golf like that every week. so. You know, once he hits puberty, you'll probably be able to pull. Uh, you know, like 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 play more and be. You know, so yeah.
1: And I will. And and I gotta. I gotta throw this in here, man, because I, I just have to. Mike D, I saw some younger pics of you, brother. And I just have to say. You look kind of close to Zalatoris, brother. Yes, indeed. MD. So, you know, I think that's where you get them swings from. Oh, truth. I think it's, I think some, yeah, I think there's channeling here. I think God, the golf people, the golf gods have channeled through, through generations.
2: Well, see, I was putting Mike D with sync with the wind, bro. Cause you know, that old plug along game, do <laughs> what you know, you'll be okay. Don't try and outswing everybody.
1: Hey. If it gets you paid, it gets you paid.
0: True indeed. Let's roll over to the women's. The Lot Championship. Lydia Co. pulled out a win. But my pick, Nellie Corda, put on a show also. She was playing pretty well. But it seems like everyone was playing well at that course, right? I mean, there was a lot of high scores out there. Yeah, um, man. I was like, whoa. I mean, this look like football scores. They just
3: right? Because the, the men's, the first, what, couple of tournaments of the year were in Hawaii, and they were just torching those courses. So,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I mean, who wouldn't play good golf in Hawaii? Like, you're so chill. What could you be pissed about?
1: Yeah.
2: Like, you're in Hawaii.
1: greens are perfect.
2: Right? I'll let you know next week when I get out there.
1: Nice.
0: Mm. Mm. Thanks. Rub it in for us, Colorado folks. Thanks, Booga. Uh,
3: I'm sure it'll snow while you're gone, too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> snowing again. <laughs> as as we
0: speak. Yeah. Um. So... I had Nelly Corda as my sleeper. Uh, Daniel Kang I had in there. Minji Lee I had in there. But it was cool to see Lydia Co uh, place and to see Nelly Corda actually do pretty well. Um, so my picking is is doing all right, you know. So if if you guys are betting and listening to Samara picks, we're we're trying to help you out. And just remember, you know, your pockets ain't empty, cuz you know. And uh let's roll on over to uh the Zurich classic this week. We got the Zurichana down now. Yeah down down
1: around the bayou, why?
0: Down in the bayou, you know. Um you know this Ryan Palmer and John Rom um were the twenty twenty winners. It's at T P C Louisiana, uh par seventy two, seventy four, twenty five total yards. 7.4 million total purse It's a P die course uh, It was Created in 2004 um, The first event was in 1938 For well, the updates The Yes correct um, And this is group play Which is fun Because um, a lot of people are into the group thing You know
4: I'm into the group thing
0: And uh, so Oh Booga you got your hand up You're into the group thing huh? <laughs> okay
2: believer sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Where's
1: um,
0: Peaches? So the starting field will consist of 80 teams, 160 players. Each of the top available players from the PGA Tour priority rankings who commits to this tournament will choose their partner, who will in turn must have PGA Tour status unless he is chosen as a tournament sponsor exemption. So that's how these teams were put together um, for anyone that wants to know. Uh, The format is best ball will be used for scoring in the first and third rounds. Alternate shot will measure performance in the second and fourth rounds. Um, So should be fun. Um, 400 FedEx points to the winning pair. Um, Fans will be allowed. Here we go. Fans are allowed social distancing and mass required. So I've been listening to a lot of golf radio and TV on the golf channel. Um, and they're talking about all the things. So if players have been vaccinated, they're cool. If you have not been vaccinated from what I understand, you have to take the test, but you have to pay for your own test, um, which is different. And, um, They're just trying to make sure that things are safe. Everyone's in a hurry to kind of get over this COVID thing. Um, We're seeing basketball, baseball, everyone just having fans and stuff. So um, let's see how it goes. There are some great pairings out there. Um, So should be a good event. And a little known fact, they're walking out to music. So when you come out the first hole, you get your music. That will be lit up for you. So first question before we get into the picks. What music are you and your partner walking out to? That's a good question. I already know. Okay, what's yours?
2: Time going on right now. I'm going to old school. Fuck the police. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> oh boy. You gonna make a wow. statement right off the bat. Okay.
2: All right, I'm
3: gonna go. Uh, easy like Sunday morning, because that's 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 how I want my swing. You know, you hope to be playing on Sunday. Easy like Sunday morning,
0: mm, sugar.
1: You know, I'm gonna have to go with some nip and mozzie. Uh, y'all niggas ain't hard enough. Mm. Uh, because at some point we might have to fight. Because I'm still I'm still a little uh, <laughs> might be hitting into the next <laughs> fairway. We might have to swing on some cats. So I'm just I'm, I'm probably come out to that. Set the tone from the start.
0: Man, I'm going to go with Woop, there it is. You know what I'm saying? This in the commercial. Everyone sings that commercial, you know, Scoop, there it is. I'm going to go with Woop, there it is, you know, kind of turn it up and, and just kind of see what happens.
2: Um, uh, side note, I just learned today because of Mathis that Sugar's an angry black man. That's
1: why he's coming out to that song. It's a good song, though, man. I use that for my fantasy football walkouts, too. Just
0: man, saying. can you imagine the golf people clutching their pearls? Oh, they would be. Yo, niggas ain't hard enough. That's the first lyric of that song. And they were like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That, that would be so shocking.
1: That's just, you know, that's part of me, man. I'm shocking. I'm just you know, I try to.
3: Bring well, Reg, me. I hope I could be your teammate if that. If yes, that,
1: dude, and that—that's what I'm saying. I it, I would have to. We'd have to go out there. It'd have to be an ebony and ivory thing. and we would have to go out there to that song. Man, it would be, so,
2: would be so dope. I just want a caddy. Just want a caddy.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yep. Wow, the coverage on that would be awesome. You can only imagine the yeah. news media
3: matching right. outfits. I mean, it's it's right. yeah.
0: So let's get into our picks. You know, a lot of people, the group thing is kind of hard to pick um, and kind of hard to get into, but this is a tune-up for, like, Ryder Cup style. Some of these guys could be playing together in the Ryder Cup. So you you don't know. Um, but before I get to my picks, our guest picks. So B. Cole Spilner, uh, he put out Morikawa and Wolf and Rahm and Palmer. Uh, the good Dr. MD himself. Uh, Max Homa and Gooch and Rose and Stinson, uh, Matt Prince, the Megatron himself, gave out uh Rom and Palmer, and uh Chocolate Twilight came with Cantile and Shoffley. So, uh, we'll see how those turn out. Um, we're
1: gonna give him some uh, grape. We're gonna give Chocolate Twilight some grape Poupon
0: Yes, that's how he is. He loves it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll roll into, huh?
1: said, pardon me.
0: (laughs) Nice. Um, Mathis, let's go into your picks. What group are you rolling with uh, to get those 400 FedEx points?
3: It was, I narrowed it down to two. I think uh, Rom and Palmer. Defending, I could see that happening. Uh, Rom is just playing really well. I mean, he took top five at the Masters um he's been the most consistent i think top 10 player um and they have the experience plus you know there's definitely some some you know camaraderie and some even more competitiveness right like you get a team of these guys these professionals um it came down to them and then it came down to shoffley and uh, cantley you know cantley has been playing atrocious atrocious um, but Shoffley's on the other side of that right now. So uh, it came down to those two. If I have to pick one, uh, I'm going to go with the repeat with uh, Rom and
2: Palmer.
0: Okay. Good pick. Booga.
2: So I had to think about it a lot because I was going back and forth between everybody, but I, you know, Tony Finau is always on everybody's pick sometime during the year. And I, I think he's going to do good. And then I had to think like, okay, well, softly and Cantley, they have to be fired. But I'm, I'm, I'm going out on a limb. Bubba Watson and Scotty Sheffler.
0: Oh wow, I like yeah. it.
2: Bubba Watson will kill this course.
0: Yeah, sugar.
1: Well, I'm going Tony Finau and Cameron Champ. I really am. I think that again, I really want to see Finau win a tournament and. Sometimes if it happens to be, you know, (laughs) as a, as a partnership going through, Hey, sometimes you need that partner to get you through brother, but go get (laughs) your points. Um, but I'm, I'm really going to root for Tony female and, and Cameron champ. And I like, uh, I like Cameron champ. He, uh, he, I like what he, I like what he's about and some of the messages he's, he's throwing out there through the gear he's wearing. So, um, Appreciate that, man. And then um, I also think that the repeat cats, uh, John Rahm and Ryan Palmer, um, it's it's going to be hard to beat. And I think John Rahm is really hungry to win something, man. After he he uh, had his had his uh, had his son, so I think um, those are my picks. Let's see what happens.
0: Well, I'm gonna round it out with uh, Leishman and Smith. Uh, they they played well at Augusta, and no one's paying attention. But I think that. There's some chemistry there. I think there's some good chemistry between their uh, caddies. They they're familiar with each other, so that could help. You can have be relaxed and out be out there play. And then I'm gonna go cantelet and Shafley. Both played well, and uh, when you put two guys that are playing good together, you're just gonna get get some fireworks. So I think it's gonna be great. And then Booga, I like what you said about Watson and Scheffler. I think it's it's Bubba's got his swag going man he's wearing the J's really relaxed doesn't seem like the angry Bubba you know there's been rumors that a lot of people yeah he's enjoying life a lot of people were hating on Bubba like oh he's an asshole to his caddy and shit and he he was fake crying years ago when he won the Masters and all this shit but Bubba's got his swag man he was out there TikToking, he's rocking the J's He's relaxed. He's enjoying life. So, hey, watch out for Bubba. Watch out for Bubba's team. So, um, it should be a good time. And, and let's see what this walkout music is going to be because you have a, a lot of mixing of personalities. Who gets to pick this music um, should be oh, fun. On that note,
2: you know Bubba Watson been flossing with the brothers lately. He, he coming out hard.
0: You think he's, he's going to come out to some nip? Some he, nipsy? yeah so.
2: I don't know about that hard, but <laughs> <don't know. laughs> it's shock factor, man. Come on. So um. I gotta say,
3: I love the PGA. They just do it right. Like the different variations of the tournaments, right? You've got match play. You've got like, like they mix it up enough where it's 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 interesting. Because golf, a lot of people are like, oh my god, you watch golf, like it's so boring. But it's it PGA makes it up perfectly. Um, and I just obviously they're not gonna do that in other sports, but it's that it's I just love the difference in the the tournaments that they put, they turn out uh, throughout the year. It's pretty cool. So, right the PGA.
1: I do got a, I got a question for y'all. Um, how many uh, how many Gators do you think you're gonna see over the weekend? Mm. How many how many cats do you think are gonna be brave enough to go get a ball that's that's like close enough to the water?
0: I'm good. And out there they. Yeah. Ten.
1: I got ten in four days. We said sea gators.
2: Sea gators. Whoa. Out of those ten, I give you three brave enough to go to it.
0: Huh. Ten. So gators.
3: let's just let's say the over under is nine and a half. You're taking over or under. Under. So taking. You just said ten though. That's over. he I did say ten. Gave me,
2: you gave me Vegas odds now. I have to take oh, the okay. under. <laughs> All right. So nine. Okay. So under.
1: Image.
0: I'm going under too.
1: Hey, I'm going to go over because this has been a unique year. And I think that the uh, animal uh, population is up in a lot of ways, bro.
3: Yeah, I'm Reg. I'm with you. Animal. The animal kingdom is like, you know, we had some people around in a while. Let's go watch some golf. I, it's over. Oh,
0: yeah. Shit. We're
1: gonna, yeah. We're going to show you what we used to have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Hey, Shug, go ahead and roll over to the ladies. What tournament are they playing in?
1: This is the Hugo Air Prima La Open. Oh,
0: very beautiful on how you announced that.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, I worked on that all week. Uh, So this is at the Wilshire Country Club in Los Angeles, California. That's for Vishnu and his great poupon. (laughs) i'm just playing man chocolate twilight we love you dude um this is a norman Macbeth design course was founded in 1920 par 71 uh 6450 total yards um and this is the third year of this event and it's 1.5 million uh is the purse so that that is shared between all the golfers there is no, there was no 2020 tournament um, due to COVID. But Min G Lee won the 2009 uh, 2019 tournament. Um, fans are not allowed um, due to COVID restrictions. But again, I think you're going to start to see some of that stuff maybe um, ease up a little bit. Um, what What I will say about the whole thing about people getting vaccinated and stuff is, I was uh, watching a couple of different shows and on ESPN, I think they mentioned it as well but teams and and leagues are looking to kind of decrease restrictions if teams reach a certain percentage. So like if teams are like at 85%, they might ease restrictions for the team. Right. Um, You know, and I think that still gives, if people don't want to get vaccinated for whatever reason they have, I think that, you know, that's a personal choice. They got to make that choice. But again, I think if you still want things to get back to normal, as many people that can should try to do it because I think that that'll help things out, right? So we'll see what happens, and I hope hopefully we can kind of get back to. I don't think normal's ever going to be reached again. I think this is new normal. Um, and speaking of that, you know, getting back to this tournament for a second, these golfers are putting up some crazy numbers. We talked about it, but the ladies, especially the last two tournaments, they're putting. Numbers and leads up that are in the the double digits. So, shot, you know, good for them, man. They're killing it. But at the same time, man, you just you just wonder, man. Like, do they need to do they need to move back and hit from different tees?
0: Hey, that's a a good question. There, you know,
2: yet. not yet. They need to get their money first. Yeah,
0: a- agreed. True. I like it.
2: Watch, the more people watch from them getting them high scores than them, them low scores, and they get their money, then yeah, you can do that. -hmm. Yep,
3: agreed. And it's you know I just talked about how the PGA is is really good about mixing up formats and stuff. So what if they did a LPGA PGA uh, Zurich where you teamed up with someone? You know,
1: be dope,
3: right? Like, oh man! I mean, it's we've talked on this podcast before about that dominant culture needs to step up and help any you know oppressed or marginalized community right well if you look at men's golf versus women's golf just through that black mm-hmm. and white of a lens that's kind of what it is what a great way to bring them on and show the world like look they're out here kicking the shit out of some profession like i thought about that today and i was like sounds like a good idea in my head but like mm-hmm. i just think
2: that would be a, a great way to 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 cross pollinate here no okay? you're right it's different than it's different from, like, say, NBA to WNBA, because you watch the NBA for dunks and the flash, and WNBA is basics and great team play and all that. And I love the WNBA, but the money's not the same because the sponsorship's not the same. When it comes to women's golf, the go- women's golf be they be fronting, bro, they be putting it on. So to have that mm-hmm. cross pollination right there, I'd watch it every day, every day.
0: Yeah, it'd be dope to hey, see. That's a good idea.
1: And if the PGA and LPGA, if you go out here and do this, you better give credit to my man yes, right sir. here.
0: The nature boy. You Woo! heard this shit first on this show.
2: Woo! Woo! Woo!
0: Woo! Yes, indeed. Um. So what are everyone's picks for this?
3: Well, I was doing my research and I saw that um NB Park and Nellie Corda are two and four in the rankings right now, and they're playing together. And Corda took tied for second last week with twenty one under and you don't win, that got that's gotta hurt. And you're not even close to winning. That's gotta hurt even more. I'm going uh Nellie Korda. She lost by a touchdown,
1: bro. I
0: know.
3: <laughs> right? But <laughs> she she scored on almost every drive, right? And she still got woods.
1: True. Yeah.
2: I I have to go with my future uh, sugar mama, J.K. Jessica Corda, myself. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm and I'm only going off of the way I feel about her when I see her play golf, bro. <laughs> but she's still putting up good numbers, still yeah. nice numbers. But I'll be number one fan every day. Hashtag J.K. Jessica Corda.
0: Wow. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna go with oh, Jin Young Ho. Uh, she's played wow. well. She's had three top 7 finishes in her last four events. Um and she's playing well. Um and I believe she finished in 2018 finished second at this event. So she knows it well. She can play it well. So let's go Jin Young Ko.
1: Wow. This I'm I'm actually um did y'all look at my my fucking notes before this show and shit? <laughs> and seriously, man. I have Jin Young Ko 8 to 1 on my list. And I also have Jessica Corda, 10 to one. And the ladies, um, if you guys don't know, the ladies actually started uh, that, most of their tournaments start on Wednesday. Um, so they already had a round in today. So, um, you know, there'll be some good golf coverage out there on the golf channel. So, you know, in the time that you're not doing something or you're kind of in, you know, doing something, but can have something else on. But um, the ladies on for a little bit, man, check them out.
0: Yeah. Speaking of ladies, we love your skincare. We want your skin to be awesome and blossom out there. And so let's hear from Your Eyes Only Aesthetics.
4: Hey, golfer, gals and gents. This is Ashley Knight, founder and owner of For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Plan on hitting the links? Then you need sunscreen. 80% of all skin aging comes from the sun. So protect yourself while you're on the green with Image Skin Care. Available only through a trusted esthetician like me. When I'm outdoors, my go to sunscreen is the Prevention Plus Daily Ultimate Protection Moisturizer, SPF 50. A friend of this podcast is a friend of mine, so enter a coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout and you will receive 20% off your order. Again, enter coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout to receive 20% off all orders. You can find us at www.youreyesonlyaesthetics.com. Again, that's www. eyes only e s t h e t i c s. dot com.
0: Thank you, Ashley, for the skincare. And speaking of skincare, we're gonna go out west to Cali for this front nine and talk about our nine favorite West Coast rappers.
2: Yeah yeah,
0: yes sir. So, uh, with that in mind, sugar, go ahead and give us your list,
1: man. And you know, this is in no particular order. Cause you know, it, it, we've, we've talked about this before, you know, there's a lot of great artists out there and it's hard for me to put them in order. I just like these cats. Got to say NWA have to got to go with E.Z.E. Got to go with Cube. to me. All those are linked together for life. Okay. That's why you're going to understand this, because I have some people that are on the list, but it's hard to put them on the list when you already start with those bangers. E40. Come on. Who don't have E40 on their list? Quick. DJ Quick. The influence that he's had on, on music and artists. Ridiculous. Nipsey Hussle. Snoop. Kendrick. And one of my favorites... Gotta put my man on there, sugar free.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: From MacraMenta. Mm hmm. Too short. So that's my main list. Okay. Now, these are my, these are the folks that I love to hear from. And when they're on, I'm gonna let it roll. Mac Dime, Evidence, mm. Exhibit, mm. Paris, DLC. All the funky Homo sapien and Mozzie. I'm done. I'm done.
0: You tried to name all the West Coast. Can you leave some for us? No. Okay. All right. Mathis, I want to hear your list.
3: All right. Um, I agree. Like you you took most of what I have to say. So, Um, no particular order. Uh, Nipsey, Tupac, Cube. Dre, Now, I, I didn't do any groups, so you did NWA. I had a conversation with myself about that, so that's, that's my, just just to clarify, I didn't do any groups. I, NWA is obviously on there, but anyways, all right, let me start over. Nipsey, Pac, Cube, Dre, Snoop, Kendrick, Too Short, um, MERS. Anybody know MERS?
0: Yep, indeed.
3: Yep, MERS, uh, Hobson those are my top nine. Um, now I, I appreciate E 40. I just, he just, uh, I can't, he doesn't do it for me. So, and it's, I appreciate his role or his place in, in hip hop, but can't, he didn't make my top 10 or my top nine, um, iced tea, right. But more about his influence than really his music, right? Like, his music was good. And it was in, in, those times, it was like the first really like talking about what was going on with the police, you know, it, the influence and, and where it is in history of hip hop undisputed. Right. Um, didn't make my, my top nine. Cause I really thought about like, what truly have I listened to what, what, in, you know, um, evidence, what a great call, Reg, I didn't think anybody else was going to have evidence. Um, and then here's one that I have trouble Saying and um, this could be a good place to discuss, but I really like Mclemore. Um, but I think it's more a color. I think it's. I, I think it's. I think he's teetering on the lines of of cultural appropriation with his music.
1: I have to say, I'm I'm laughing because I can see the reactions to people. I think Macklemore right? I think like- Mclemore has talent.
3: Like, like, dude, like he's a, he loves golf too. Like, he just created this bogey, this whole this out like this whole clothing line, and I I, I enjoy his music, and I feel weird about that. So, <laughs>
0: you okay. know. Man, say it with your chest, man. You like Macklemore, man. Fuck I it, I do.
3: I do. It's shit. is good. It relates to me, you know. Like I, I am white, right? Like I can, you know. It's so, but it's so it's it, it's just a weird feeling. Like you say, say it with my chest out. I can't. I would have if I could. So, I'll end on that.
0: Uh, uh, booger.
2: <laughs> math is killing me right now <laughs> I can't say it with my chest I'm white <laughs> oh shit my heart hurts oh, so I don't have and I live on the west coast so I can't say I have a top 5, top 10, top 15 but when they come on or on my repertoire my repertoire of music I, I, Pac of course Ice-T I thought folks forgot about him and he's he crossed the lines with his punk rock career too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was it. Um, Cube, of course. Um,
0: you like that punk rock but, stuff because you used to have like the three little dreadlocks. And-
2: you, you know how I get down skateboarding, sponsorship. That's what I do. Okay. I'm, I'm eclectic with my, sh- my shit. <laughs> uh, Del the Funky Hopa Sapiens. Who know about them? Yes. Um, too Short E40. Kendrick, of course. MC8.
0: Yep. People sleep Ross on eight.
1: House. Yeah, Ross He's dope.
2: Ex- exhibit. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm forgetting some people, but I, growing up, listening to a lot of East Coast music, I learned a lot how to appreciate West Coast music because living in Colorado, e we know we're the, the, the center part, mm-hmm. so we get both sides of it. Mm-hmm. So I just appreciate it all, but uh, yeah, but if I had to, like, number one I could listen to all day from beginning to end on any albums, I had to go Cube when he hit his solo career, bruh. Mm-hmm. That dude was, he didn't give a fuck. Nope, For a no couple of albums, he was nope, he was dope. Yeah, I had to go with Cube, and I still listen to Cube today in the car. Them first two albums,
1: I was like, yeah. wow, he yeah. don't care. He's done some questionable shit. Yes, that I, that I have some issues with, but I, I still I still rock with him. And the thing for me in Pac, like I still I still think of Pac. Like I think of Pac as both East and West. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why that's why someone's gonna say, "Well, you didn't put Pac on your list, dude." He's not gonna be. Well, go ahead and talk your shit. This is my list. He was a, he was a uh-huh. West Coast rapper who had East Coast flows. No, well he started. I mean he's, he was yeah. East Coast. like he started in the East Coast. He, he, did, started growing. He's he started my
2: place in New York and yeah, in Brooklyn. Right. So yeah, I feel. And you.
1: he went with Digital Underground, and then that kind of changed everything, man. Right, and then you started. Everyone started seeing him as more of a a different type of rapper. But
0: mm, that's true. I'm, I forget. mean,
1: don't forget where Pock started.
0: It's true, Digital Underground. So my list, um, everyone has said these same guys, um, you know, Snoop, Amen. Such a big influence still to this day. Just dropped another album on 420 uh, and is still in the game. Kendrick, we haven't heard from him in a while, but he's still hard. Produced by Dr. Dre. What's funny is a lot of people on this list in the West Coast have been produced by Dre, which is funny. Uh, Also, I got uh, The Game. A lot of people forget about The Game, but he can go and uh, he's got some albums out there that, that can ride. Um, and, uh, get you going. NWA, of course, too short, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, he did his thing. E40 was influential. My favorite of all time, of course, is the Quickster. I love DJ Quick for his producing, his rhyming. Some of the people he brought out with him, Sugar Free, Mossberg, um, you know, all those guys. Nip, neighborhood Nip, you know, I'm, I'm always gonna love Nip Hustle. Um, and Pac of course is going to be out there But We're talking overall influence and mention Some people that Some, some of the guys people forgot um, Man forgotten MC Hammer man y'all, How are y'all just going to sleep on Hammer like this man This dude <laughs> was out here Going hard All of us had Hammer pants and shit out here Man so we can't lie Hammer pants and shiny shoes and shit
1: We forgot him like them pants, bro.
0: Amen. Some of y'all's joggers look like them hammer pants, so y'all got it. Y'all got it. Come on, man. Give my man due. So I'm going to give it up for the dog pound, too. Daz and crew up go hard out there. Cypress Hill, they go hard. Yeah, damn.
2: This is why I hate these questions, bro, because you forget people. I like
0: it. I like putting pressure on people. But it's going to be covered on another list. True. Dom Kennedy. Has influence, Digital. Amen. Digital Underground,
1: mm-hmm.
0: got to give them their love. Everything like that. Souls of Mischief, yes, yeah, did, did their thing. Ooh. Um, kind hey, of loved yeah, it.
1: Uh, yeah, are you missing somebody?
0: Who? What happened? Oh, I, I won't mention the Far Side, dude. I, why are you looking like <laughs> that? <dark> side. <laughs> <laughs> why are you looking like that? <laughs> are you missing somebody? I knew what you were saying. Won't mention the Far Side. <laughs> But uh, And then a young school cat that, you know, he started his own thing, and he might be weird out there, but he has a big influence on kids and made his way, and he's got some couple of classic albums. Tyler, the creator. Give him some love out there.
3: All right, so I, I, I almost had him on my list because of my 16-year-old daughter. She turned me on to him. Her first concert ever was Tyler, the creator at Red Rocks. That's good
1: parenting. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I can I consider him a comedian. No, uh, he's eclectic. <laughs> he just doesn't. I don't consider him a rapper to me.
0: Man, he's got oh, he's got he, some shit out there. His albums yeah. are well, great.
2: I know that, but I, he does so much.
0: Sure. So,
2: he, I, yeah.
1: he did some recent shit with, um, and this what I think might have been right before the pandemic, or it might have been during the pandemic. But it was they were in were they in Paris? I remember like seeing him in paris like they were kind of in front of like the eiffel tower and they were shooting a fucking video i'll have mm-hmm. to find that but that verse that tyler the creator spit on that is epic and that's just on something they threw out there on social media
0: and and we can't forget hieroglyphics either i just want to put that out there uh just because i know B is would be on us if we forget the hieroglyphics and, they and this someone shit.
1: might clown me for this but i i'm gonna tell you right now i know a lot of motherfuckers listen to it or at least one of his songs but brother lynch hung oh
2: uh, yes i'm west Coast. yes yeah. yeah
1: you you can't tell me that you if you've never listened to west coast music that you've never you better go out and at least listen to one of his cuts
2: what about yo-yo yo-yo Yo Yo was
1: females?
2: dope what about the females
1: yeah yo-yo was dope you just ain't putting no no albums out in no the mouth.
2: What what she old as shit?
0: <laughs> oh man, hey, I cannot let that, you talk about hey, yo-yo.
1: You know like what that. though? I the, what I saw, I'm I'm just gonna hold out for what I I mean, I'm just gonna mention it, but what I saw last night, a lot of old cats was doing the verses. So what what's their excuse?
2: A little bit different. You can't yo-yo to red
1: man and met man. <laughs> I'm True. just saying, man, why can't yo-yo get her old ass out there? Amen. That means you. you Every, Coo- all them old a- cats last night was out. They got their old asses out there. They was out there. You asking Coolio Coo- to come back now, too? Why not? Oh. Him and his two braids that he got left. He can come out there, too, though.
0: Hey, <laughs> man. Come on, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, speaking of diverse rappers and list, let's go into our diverse topic of the week. Reg, go ahead and hit us with this.
1: Yes. Uh, so this uh, article was on um, MLB.com and it talked about a story of William Clarence Matthews. And this is a story of um, basically uh, a Jackie Robinson before his time, because a lot of people have never heard of William Clarence Matthews from a sports standpoint. Um, you know, he grew up uh, and he was very gifted. He was a very gifted athlete um, and he was to the point where he was a multiple sport athlete, and you know he was born in the south, but had through life had having you know had been given some opportunities and you know was able to go to college um he went to harvard and so to to see someone and during that time i mean this is like the i mean he was born in the late eighteen eighteen hundreds and growing up in the early nineteen hundreds um so when he was in college. You know that was really around the turn of the century, and you think about how long ago that was, right? Um, so reading this whole story about his life and kind of the things that he had to go through just to be able to get to be able to play in college sports, but the fact that people talked about him showed of the tremendous talent that he had because at that time sports were not really integrated, and they were slowly integrating sports, but he was so gifted and could you know he he was great football player they said he was making massive tackles or on the on the diamond he was killing him like maybe one of the best to ever play um so to really hear hear this story and to see bits and pieces of it that were collected for this article really shows that kind of gets back to the point that i made earlier like it's all about the history and what's captured right So if these stories were never captured, we might never hear about this guy. We've all heard about Jackie Robinson, but I didn't I never knew about him in that light. Like he was actually William Clarence Matthews was I've heard about him in different ways, like in through the legal system and helping, you know, change, you know, people's rights to live. And, And if it weren't for people like him, the you know, the civil rights movement maybe never would have been possible. Right. So that's where I, that's where I've kind of known his name from, but to know that he was a gifted athlete, I never knew that. So um interested in kind of hearing some
0: perspective on, on what you guys think. It, it was deep because, you know, growing up, Booga knows our family, like we we're all about history and we we're proud to be black and stuff like that. I never heard of this cat, you know, we heard of Jackie Robinson though, for sure. You know, but this cat, we didn't hear about him um but his talent showed that he was going to break barriers and and i believe the story is that he was going to go to a team in boston which is to this day historically racist steel um and you know he he was going to start there and he had to be a hell of a player to cross those lines and stuff like that um and the interesting thing about him was that you know, he he was offered a chance to play semi pro and dude said, Nah man, yeah. not me. I know my worth. You don't want to put me on the big stage, but you wanna use me here. Um and he could have made some decent money for that time. Um, but he turned it down. So that showed you what kind of person he was. Um I kinda appreciated that. The article went through like the eighteen ninety six Supreme Court decision. Um, in Plessy versus Ferguson, uh, Ferguson, excuse me, um, which allowed state sponsored segregation. Um, you know, and it it was crazy because, you know, black athletes at that time were either jockeys, they were not accessible, acceptable and in the mainstream society, um, especially in the most popular sport in America, which was baseball at the time. So there was no way you're going to see us negros in there, you know what I'm saying? So, um, good article. Um, it was kind of good to see um, people are digging things up and showing more history. Um, it was great. Uh, actually, shout out to B. Cole. B. Cole sent us this article because he, yeah. he loves baseball. And I know Mathis loves baseball. So I, I was like, hey, man, let's let's chop, chop it up about this. So uh, appreciate the shout out. So, Mathis, what's your thoughts on this?
3: Well, first off, I want to say he was five foot eight, 145 and just crushed in multiple sports. Mm -hmm. that's pretty badass um you know it's 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 awesome that this has been brought up you know we were talking before the show how you know i'm a baseball nerd and i i feel i could talk baseball just about anybody and i have never heard of uh of mr matthews and to understand his story you know it adds to my growth as a human and it's uh it's an awesome story. I mean, it's cool. He went to Harvard and he was arguably the greatest athlete they've had. And he was like, nah, I'm just going to go be a, you know, fucking bomb ass lawyer, work for a president, you know, no, I'm good. You know, I mean, it's not that simple, obviously. I mean, reading the article is is definitely impactful and pretty powerful, but it's just, it's a it's a really good story. And I'm so thankful that it was brought, um, you know, to me, And I was also talking about, you know, being an educator, I could see this being brought up as um, a way to bridge that gap between Jackie Robinson and everything that happened before him, because in education, we have some books that we like to read to our kids about Pee Wee Reese and how he accepted Jackie Robinson onto his baseball team. And like, that's where it starts. This is a great way to like, Nope, sorry, this, what, what you're learning about Jackie Robinson happened, you know, 50 years before that. And mm-hmm. it, it happened every day from there. It, what didn't start with Jackie Robinson. So that's where my educator brand goes to. So, you know, I shout out to uh, you guys bringing this to, to my attention. I really appreciate it. It's a, it's a great story.
1: Mm-hmm. And it shows you the North was cool, but it wasn't that cool. Yes,
0: indeed. So I love the diversity. I love that these these topics are coming up and kind of uh, getting a spotlight nowadays. And so keep the articles coming from all sports for sure. Like we like it. You know, we 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 love golf on this show, but any sports that's doing diversity and having topics and stuff. We're going to chop it up about because it uh, has an influence on all sports and can motivate everybody to get into any sport. Um, and, and actually African Americans in baseball is kind of low anyway. So uh, be, be influenced and get out there and uh, swing some bats and catch some balls. Um, okay. Thanks.
2: And by my fault, I have to save my own. I got the email late, so I didn't get to read up on the story, but just skimming through it real quick. It's just amazing to piggyback off of E saying the stories that are coming up. And I appreciate it that what we know about our culture that was stolen from us from the past and what we're learning from our culture that was built in the US and learning that till this day is so amazing. And if you read the story, I mean, the great people who had influence on his life. Booker T. Washington influenced him to stay in school. And he's the director of the Tuskegee Institute. I mean, just huge, huge, huge. And to learn stuff like this, and for me it's such an old age, brings you back to a young age and refreshing. I love it. And Mathis, and we had this conversation off air. Mathis, being an educator, asked him just to learn his psyche and his character about if this was something new to him, learning this is is appreciated and finding out that he, he's learning this stuff well before I even asked him and it's been part of his whole life. And to appreciate someone, and as he says, white, learning our culture and what we contribute to the America and the US is, I appreciate that so much. And him wanting to read the story and appreciate it and embrace it is, is just amazing. And I, I can't speak words to it at all. Thank you.
1: You know, so I want to tell you guys something, something that was comical to me because just because of, you know, our crew and the folks that we know, but I want to read you some of the quotes that were, that were in this story and that that were attributed to like, around his play. Okay. So, and this is going to be funny because we have a homeboy that we call, you know chocolate twilight but this was actually written about William Clarence Matthews in the press okay it said that most of most that there was managers that were scared that he would be breaking up the league they called him a human chocolate drop oh that
2: Chocolates. was
1: in that was actually written about him that's fucked up man that is really fucked up <laughs> and you know i want to tell you that when I think about kind of the, the trans like the, 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 the the transition between him and and Jackie Robinson, right. I almost think about the same kind of a thing between Emmett Till and George Floyd. You had things that happened before other things and we cannot forget about those things that happened. Right. Um, William Clarence Matthews, he died at the age of 51. That's an early life. That's a life of stress. But one of the things he said, or actually he wrote, was um and this was actually after you know um kind of reflecting back on his life but he said that he was devoting his life to bettering the let me make sure i have this right um the condition of the black man Mm. so he took his talents and devoted it to so he couldn't do it on the field he found another way Mm.
0: deep Love it.
2: I just want to add to that real quick. And I love that. And quick story, I'll be real quick. I have a friend who's a teacher as well. And so he wants to switch schools because he wants to make a bigger impact on minorities. Another minority friend of his told him, do you want to be the window or the mirror? And I didn't understand what he was talking about at first. He said the window where you're at a school and all races get to see through you and what you do and they can better acclimate to each other and things like that, or the mirror where minorities see you and get that reflection and say, okay, this is what I can be. And that's what I take from what you just said now. And it was hard for me to tell him, he asked me for advice. I'm like, I, I'm not sure, but to me, you should be the mirror because no matter where you go, you have diversity where people see you and get to take from you and they choose what they want to do with that. But as the mirror, You get to mold and bring light to other minorities and say, "Okay, you have a chance to go further in life besides anything else in the bottom line. But what you just said, Sugar, I I was like, I'm still confused now to this day because you want both sides. You want other races and cultures to learn you. But can you learn that without building your own people first and bring them up to be good people? Like I tell my kids, don't, no matter what you do, don't be a shitty person. (laughs) Don't be a shitty person. So, and that's where I get that from.
0: Deep. I like it. Mirror versus window. Yes, indeed. Thanks, Booker. Inspirational.
1: Right on, fellas. Good conversation, man.
0: Well, we're going to get into something that we all love and it's golf season. And uh, it's our section of PARs and prep. So, what we're doing to get ready for this golf season. Us in Colorado right now are struggling because it is snowing right now as we speak, and it snowed every other day. And it is crazy. But Booga in San Diego and soon to be going to Hawaii is living his best life, swinging the clubs.
2: It angry. was 66
1: today. Yeah, that might be on my hate section today. Yeah. you need a jacket? Yeah, we
0: might hate.
2: And a sweatshirt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we might hate on that. So with this pars and prep, let's just go through some of the things we're getting – doing to get ready for this golf season. So, you know, what are some of your drills that you you guys kind of go to um, when getting ready for the season? Like it's, it's starting over. I know, Booger, you're always playing, but – to kind of uh, get things going, you know, chipping drills or whatever. What do you, what are you guys into?
2: I, I mean, for me, and I didn't learn this till later on, like the last three, four years of my golf career, getting out to the the course early and hitting balls, the range, because nothing worse. And you don't even know it because you don't think about it if you just go out there and just start go to the tee box and hit your first ball and you get a breakfast ball or that first mulligan but if going to the range and hitting balls from the range then going to chipping to putting that pre game and and I know Iverson said it best we're talking about practice you mean- we're talking about practice golf that practice to get your back and body ready and stretching that there's nothing nothing can compare to that and i didn't learn that until later on and just changed my game completely
1: so you mean dusters are not okay like breakfast balls and dusters they're not they're okay. aren't normal
2: it, it's normal that's why i said it but
1: <laughs>
2: it's, it's easier to get a breakfast ball when you're at the range practicing first instead of just going out there everybody can understand you. oh well you practice and it looks different from the rain, so
1: yeah. <laughs> I hope I could get to that point, man, because I'm eating a lot of breakfast balls, brother. Oh, so you doing <laughs> breakfast, breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner?
2: That's different. <laughs> I'm just trying to
1: elevate them,
0: Mathis. What are you getting into?
3: Uh, well, I'll be honest, I, I this year there was not really an off season, so it wasn't. I played a lot of winter golf. I was looking back at my scores. I played, I played every month and being in Colorado, I think that's, that's a pretty good golf badge of honor. Um, so I played every month, but what I just sent you all a picture. I, I, I strike my, my golf ball. So I use a, you know, I use a line when I putt and that's new this past year, a year and a half and it's really helped me. So I striped my balls. Can't believe I'm saying this stuff live anyways. Um, uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I, I constantly go to my the Riverdale golf course is literally five minutes from my house. And I think they have one of the best areas to improve your game of a lot of the golf courses I see. Cause they've got, they've got uh, just a chipping. They've got a nice big green. They've got, obviously got a range, but they also have a bunker and a green, and then you can chip probably from 75 in onto a practice green they have there. So you can really work on a lot of your game there. So I do a lot of that any day I can. And my daughter, she's just seven. uh, She's just now getting into it and she loves it. So I use that to connect with my daughter as well. So, um, But I also invented a game that I play in my backyard. I ordered these three targets off of Amazon for like, I don't know, 25 bucks. And it's called Chargets because you're chipping at targets. So I set them up in my backyard. There's three different sizes. They're assigned a point value. I've made it a drinking game. So I am constantly working on my short game because I can just do it in my backyard. And I'm going to the, I'm a, I, you guys will learn this about me. I'm, I'm a cheap ass. Um, I usually, I don't play weekend golf cause it's expensive. Um, but I play a lot of golf and it's any way that I can go and practice like, for nothing, I will do it. So, that's why – that's my prep is going to the range as much as – not to the range. I don't do the range a lot. Practicing my short game and, uh, you know, just getting my equipment always ready. I like to have that consistency with my equipment, so.
2: I'm just Bo- saying there got hookups on every golf course out here. I got you.
3: <laughs> I like it. I like it.
0: Booga, so I, I liked what you mentioned, um, the stretching part. Of it, I mean, the older you get, and, and we're getting a little older, uh, the stretching is huge. Um, your lower back, your hips, trying to get your hips open. Pause. I know I'm gonna get some flack for saying my hips are getting open. My hips
2: open, bro. You good,
0: okay? You got to open them hips, uh,
2: girls like your hips open too. Just get in there. Mm. Sorry, <laughs>
0: yes, indeedy. Uh, and then also like getting stronger, like lifting, like. I think that's key um, to kind of maintain him. You get older, you can get weaker. But if you're lifting, um, you can maintain that uh, consistency in in your drive and in your shots and stuff. And so um, I can't lie. Like, you know, I was down for the past couple years and trying to get myself back because of my mom's passing. But now feeling good and I'm lifting uh, a lot more than I – I'm probably almost in the almost super shape than I was when I was in my 20s, getting stronger, and I'm pounding the ball. Um, Reg, when we went out, I was smoking that driver. So, um, like I just,
1: that, let me let me tell you guys, we so <laughs> we <laughs> all hit tee shots. There was wait, only- wait, when he says, Let me tell you guys, it's a story. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you guys some shit about this cat. So he hits this great fucking tee shot, and Like we're searching in the cart, like we can't find the fucking ball. Like we're looking in an area where he thinks he hit the ball, right? We're like we're. I actually hit a, a decent shot that time, so I'm looking in an area where I know my ball went. Our homeboy Mike's over there looking for his ball, and then Eric fucking skies this shit close to the hole, dude. And we had to. We he didn't find it till we went way up there by the by the green. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so this this dude is this dude is is smoking the ball, man. So be 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 careful with this
2: guy.
0: I just I just got to get consistent with it. But um it's the
2: range, repetition, the yes. range, range, range.
0: Yep. Yep. So what about like um like your your grips? And making sure your clubs are in tip top shape. Are are you guys a fan of that at all? Like making sure, like I know ivory grips. Thanks to Lampkin and Booga, like I've regripped a couple of times. I appreciate it, um, but I always make sure that that everything is tip top shape. Um, what do you, what's your thoughts on that, guys?
3: Yeah, I I like to have my like I said, there's a little OCD in me. I like to have my my clubs clean. Um, the grips are super important. Like I don't wear a glove when I play. I like the feel of the actual, the, of of the club. I feel like I just have more control when I can physically feel it with my nerves. Right. So that's super important to me. Um, And like I said, I, I try to play with the same golf balls. I use the same tees that are marked and I, so I I'm very consistent with what I do and it's uh, it's really helped me make some good i don't know it's taken a lot of thinking out of it right mm-hmm. the consistency just you you're you're able to do the same thing it helps um, it slows the game down a little bit when you have you can take those little things out of your thinking
0: should like- with should with you coming back into the game and playing what are you doing you know, like you're you're trying to develop these routines and get back into the game. So, what kind of what are you doing as as coming back in as a new golfer again?
1: Oh, um, a lot of contact drills. So, trying to be consistent with my swing and kind of when I get to that point of contact with the ball. Like, so um, actually not. I'm doing drills without the ball. So, just looking at kind of how I'm spacing, how I'm how I'm my approach. I'm trying to make sure I have the same approach every time. I've been watching this dude and I can't remember his name right now, man, but I've been, um, watching this dude on YouTube and he's been, um, what he's saying to me makes a lot of sense. Um, so I'm going to try these things that he's telling me, but the one thing that I learned from, from this one cat was when, um, he, uh, he was saying, when you put your teeth in, make sure that it's so, uh, make sure that it's, um, uh, like take your club head and make sure that it's um, so much distance above your club head. He said about a ball, like you want to have, you want to make sure that the ball is going to be contacted where you have the tee. so make, you know, measure with your clubs that you got made sense to me. So now I have, I feel like I'm in a good place to, to tee up. And then like, again, I said, the, the spacing. Um, and I like what you said, Mathis about making sure like to be little OCD with the clubs. Like I want to make sure that they're clean. Um, cause previously, like I would just play around the golf and just throw it back in the bag. So for me now I take it a little more serious and, and started cleaning every time that I'm, I'm, uh, practicing, i bought a net and a, a chipping couple chipping aids too. So that's kind of the things I'm working on. I'm trying to do all those things at once though.
0: Booger with you being a vet and, you know, playing golf a little bit before us and getting out there and getting to it. Um, are you a fan of ball fittings? Like, have you always played the same ball or is there something that made you change the ball? Like there was some articles and companies out there that were all about the ball fittings and now everyone is doing it. So um, what do you do about your ball?
2: Well, I mean, <clears throat> and when you first start playing golf and, everybody knows you just buy balls and you're buying random balls because you need balls You buy the cheapest ones and you're hitting them. But the longer you play, you can tell the difference between the, the way the ball hits the club face, the way the ball sounds off the club face, the distance on the, the ball goes. So, I mean, I've got fitted for Bridgestones um, and had my stuff, but I found that, and I'm not trying to, give them any sponsorship or name drop, but Taylor made, no matter what ball they make, the medium to top tier balls always sounded pure off my club. Like I, I get TP 5s from them all the time and they're RBZs. Same as the TP fives, but the affordable man's golf ball. And it goes long. Bridgestone got fitted for them. Feel great. Exactly like the TP5s for me when I hit them, when you get fitted for them, but I'm getting a sleeve of balls or a little box of balls for the same price I'm getting a case of balls from TaylorMade. So, but yes, if you get fitted for balls, know your ball and feel your ball. Like me, I can't play Callaways. To me, it feels like I'm hitting a rock. And it might not be that way, but just in my mind, the way I hear it come off the ball, it just feels that way. So once you get into your little niches and routines, Mathis, I have to change his name from the Nature Boy to Rain Man because <coughs> he went a little left field. Like, And I clean my clubs every day, but he's like, same tees, all this stuff, that's just way too much. If you have your same stuff all the time, it's going to be there all the time. You know your balls. No one goes to the store and buys like, 18 different kinds of balls it's there your tees are all the same you get a whole big bag of them so yeah but get your balls right and it'll show a big difference when you hit once you learn your ball
0: but wait till you you kind of get into the game a little bit you young golfers coming in hey, play whatever shit you find yes and do all that because you're going to lose a lot of balls and you want to be paying for balls and get fitted for a ball and lose your balls and shit um you know
1: you know. With the round we played, man, I won't say this. Now, this is this is an accomplishment for me because I finally played a round with the same ball the entire time. So I think to me that's the progress, man. Absolutely. Like, you like measure round,
3: you measure your round sometimes by yeah. how many how many balls did I lose? How many did I find? Like the 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 plus minus of how mm-hmm. many golf balls you use is a good indicator of your score. I right, agree. You know, that's, that's progress, Reg. Good job.
1: And if y'all ever remember that Obi Trice, like there was a, a beginning to an Obi Trice song, man, where they were like they were like, Hey Obi, is that Obi? Hey Obi. And they were like, Hey, one ball. <laughs> so I finally had the one ball in a round of golf, man. So nice. Just to
0: so to our to our to our crowd that's listening, we're going to try to give like little tips and stuff every week. Um, and we'll talk about the the things that worked and didn't work for us in this week. Um, and then the shit that's pissing us off, you know, and and golf can be a little pissy. So that leads us to our our hater section of the week what are we hating on you know what are we on this soapbox about this week so uh let's go to mathis what you hating on this week mathis
3: all right um this is an easy one um i probably say it too much but i'm an educator and um right now we're in the middle of standardized testing so the colorado measures of academic success also known as CMAS, mass can kiss my fucking ass. Um, mm. It is like, I could probably do a whole two hour, three hour podcast just on the reasons it is culturally insensitive and how it's manufactured for, you know, affluent middle to upper class humans. Uh, but I literally had to sit in a room today with five children for two hours and 15 minutes and watch them doubt themselves, um, stress out to the point of where I had to have one student just go and take a walk. I mean, these these are fifth grade kids that are stressing out about something that is so insignificant in their life that it hurts my soul to watch. And it's a waste of teacher's time. It's a waste of the student's time. It is, you know, we don't, their assessments are a part of education and they need to happen, but they need to happen when you get results either instantaneously or within a day or two, we don't get results for these tests until next school year. You have a summer of students, you know, not schooling and, in the year that we've had of education, like how are these tests even valid? How do they provide anything? Oh, wait a minute. Money's tied to these. So that's why it's happening. So, you know, the educational system in the United States is one of the oldest. Let me just put it this way. Education still relies on practices and principles from 70 years ago. 70 years ago. You know, and that includes... That includes problems with equity, with inclusion. I mean, the gamut, it's just, it's insane, right? Um, And the standardized test is just the modern day version of how fucked up the system is. Um, We should be building these kids confidence um, and not tearing them down with a useless waste. And I'm not joking. It will take five weeks with three weeks of testing, two weeks of makeups. It will disrupt education and academics for thousands of educators and students across the country, and it's total bullshit. That's what I'm hating on.
1: Go you on that.
0: Mm-hmm. Booger.
2: I'm hating on the – I'm going to limit my hating, but I'm with Mathis on that. I mean, our education system and testing, it's – and I won't be lied about it. It's racist. And if just like the NFL testing, racist. I mean, it's it it is what it is. Our education system doesn't teach all the history. All of it, they just change stuff all the time just to make it fit their narrative. So I understand. But I, what I'm really hating on is myself, myself being lazy. <laughs> this COVID's got me lazy, and I do a lot of things. I'm, I golf three, four times a week because that California weather. So, but the other things I need to get myself back in my bedroom body and don't get me wrong. I'm sexy and I keep it sexy. <laughs> but no giggling, no laughing. I need to get my bedroom body. Right. I mean, I can't expect, I love me some me and everybody knows that. But if I don't get my bedroom body, right. how am I expecting somebody else to say, okay, poppy. want not you do that dance for me when we get to the bedroom. They don't want to see that. I need to get my bedroom body right. That's
0: what I'm hating on right now. Much love. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm i going to lighten it up <laughs> a little bit. I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, hating on fridges because, um, you know, I I spent all this money on this Whirlpool, man. I can't lie, right? And this janky-ass Whirlpool has been out on us like three times, man. And different pieces And then we bought an extended warranty And they want to jive around with that And now we're finally getting a replacement They tried to replace it with another shitty ass Whirlpool And I said no more Whirlpools for me please Then they tried to give us our options And we could pay up And so finally we're getting a fridge I've been living between uh my college dorm fridge um And the GE, the old GE fridge that's out in the garage um, and it's been rough on the fan, bam. Um, so I'm hating on fridges and shit. And then the other thing I'm hating on is every time I go to the Colorado Nike outlets, I've been disappointed like a motherfucking man. I can't lie. And I went to look for some golf gear for this season and we stood in line and I went in there and there was no size 13s in there for nothing for me. It was tough. If you had a small foot up to, well, not really small, up to size 11, amen. You're living in them places. But the Nike outlets in Colorado used to be dope. But now they're a bunch of trash. And you go in there and there's a bunch of shitty-ass Team Jordans, bullshit-ass Air Maxes, all kind of shit. And they used to have this wall where you could go and get all the shoes and shit. The section for size 13s, Was like 8 shoes Fuck I'm gonna do with 8 shoes yo With that bullshit up there man So That shit has me hot Cause Nike is supposed to be doing it When you go to the east coast And you see all these cats on Instagram Talking about the funds that they, they Get out of these Nike outlets Not here So unless you're looking for some bullshit Running shoes Or some just weird ass shit I don't even really know uh, then you can come to the Colorado Nike outlets. So I'm off my soapbox. Sugar.
2: I'm sorry. I need mean to cut you off, cut it off real quick, but you, y'all outlets might suck, but maybe you old enough you need to go to New Balance now.
1: Just asking. Oh, yeah, I, I do rock some New Balance. I will say that. I am rocking some New Balance, dude. And, and um, I've been uh, turned on to that uh, within the past year. So Maybe. Maybe. So I'm going to uh, I'm actually getting into three things that I'm hating on uh, today. Uh, the first one being on that on that uh, on that subject of, you know, the Nike outlets. Um, I'm just going to talk some shit about the people that work in the Nike outlets. Look, man, you fucking work at a Nike outlet. Why are you wearing fucking Walmart sweats to work? You work at a fucking Nike outlet. I saw some shit in there for 10 bucks, dude, that you could, have, you know what? I'm sure y'all get a discount on that. What? (laughs) I'm just going to say for everyone that works at a Nike outlet, man, if you are, if you're the manager of that Nike outlet, at least if they ain't buying it, give them motherfuckers some shit. Because when I go in there, I want to see some people that are professional. Like I said, I don't want to see some lady over here trying to tell me to wait in line. Like, are you a fucking customer? That's what she looked like to me. She looked like she was a customer trying to tell me to wait. Bitch, did you buy this at Walmart? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I want to know. That's all I'm, I just, I just want to hate on that because that, that really bothered me. And then on the way back from that fucking Nike outlet, I saw it again, man. I saw it again. Fucking duct tape. I saw, again, duct tape was, not, was taped around this motherfucker's front window, like his his driver window. So how in the fuck is he going to see anything to his left <laughs> when your fucking window is duct tape? Quit fucking with the duct tape, people. I'm getting sick and tired of this shit. I really am. You're putting all of our lives in danger. Y'all are fucking around too much, man. And the last thing I'm going to hate on for this week it's tied to golf because, and I feel bad for for these cats and I'm going to talk a little bit of shit, but I'm going to give these golfers some advice. I think each one of you golfers needs to go out and play around without your hats on because when y'all take them hats off, bro, that shit looks a little rough. It looks rough, dude. (laughs) Y'all need to get some sun up there and some kind of air, dog, because it looks like two different worlds. Like from your eyes down, you look you, like you' ready for action, man. But on the from there to the top of the dome, bro, it, there's a lot of lonely space up there for every <laughs> each one of y'all. Y'all need to get some sun.
0: Nice. It is true. It can be a little rough, man. You seen Tiger Woods take that hat off? You're like, oh boy, what is oh going my. on? Oh my,
1: Neapolitan ice cream only supposed to be in the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that wraps it up for our hey 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 hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. So, a lot of people hate on older rappers, right? So, there was a versus this past weekend with Redman and Method Man, a couple of days ago, yesterday actually, for 420, and they put on a concert and everything. And all of a sudden, people just want rappers to retire. And do stuff. But if you still got it, you got it. And so one of the people that are still out there in the front is Snoop Dogg. And so Snoop put out an album on 420 um, called From the Streets to the Suites. And he still got it. he still be rapping. And he can probably rap mm-hmm. uh, circles around these young rappers that are out here. So, Reg, what song do we have coming up?
1: man this is a banger and you know um like E said this is one of the things that we want you guys to go out here and and take a look at um because this dude is still doing it and if anybody knows what took place this week there was a holiday for those of us who indulge in the greenery it's uh you know there was a special holiday called 420 and he put out a song called left Maui."
0: What I roll and a nigga need one pronto, I'm on, high as a condo, OG season cilantro, I blow, I think I left my wallet, and lighter and else I can't
4: believe it, believe it, Dang. I do this shit every time. Every time. going live everybody happy when a dog arrived boss in the building party with a real one pocket full of racks and still number one bonafide show you right post up with a few bottles a few models make a toast to the boss life i do the honors i make the hits to make the deals to make the dollars and i smoke today. that reaching in my louis bag trying to find that king louis stash yeah i'm about to do one
0: bad snoop still out there doing it Doing it. And some of y'all golfers like to partake in the greenery out there. You know, that gets you right. So, you know, green
1: on the greens.
0: Yes, indeedy. Before we wrap up, we want to give everybody a chance to give their shout outs. Um, and so, Booga, give your shout outs.
2: I got a, I got a couple. Um, I'm going to start with my daughter. Birthdays on 420 18th birthday. She put it down, had a lot of schools to choose from, to go to. She chose University of Hawaii with the girls and proud of her. She is my water bug. Um, Normal shout out to you guys, family, much love. Always appreciate you having me on. It's always a pleasure. Um, Special shout out to the home girl, Joey Ortega, uh, aka the Latin Queen, aka Miss Cortez, a.k.a. putting it down for Latins on the map, Denver golfing for Latinos in her community, doing what she can do to make sure it's a better place for us minorities. Love it. Can't wait till you get on the show. Shout out to you, and I'm good.
0: Nice. Like it. Mathis.
3: Well, I want to give a shout out to you guys. Uh, Every time I listen to the show or I'm on the show, I learn something new. Um, and that's how, you know, it should be. Um, I enjoy learning. I'm a lifelong learner and doing it with my friends is is amazing. So shout out to you guys. Um, you know, I just want to shout out to my family, obviously, uh, my two girls, my wife, and, uh, you know, everything's good. I, I mean, I shout out a million things right now, but we'll
0: just keep it simple with my family and my friends. So thank y'all. Sug.
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Mathis. Uh, shout out, shout out to my family. Um, I know I put in a lot of hours, um, whether at work or, you know, trying to get better at golf or, you know, trying to get prepared for this podcast. But, you know, I, I try to, that's a lot of time that I'm devoting to other things, but I do appreciate the things that they let let me and allow me to do because, you know, um just trying to be a better person and I feel like, you know, all of these things are helping me do that. Um so also want to give um Lowers, man, to to Red Man and Method Man. Because I just wanna say fucking thank you for what y'all displayed yesterday. That was a beautiful showcase of the culture of hip hop. Y'all brought people back, man. Like RZA, you know the RZA was there, man. Woo, Keith Murray, DJ Cool, come on, man. EPMD, K Solo, Epic, man. I just gotta thank you, brothers, for doing that for us. You know, y'all y'all held it down. Um, you know, I think Ray and Ghost, that one was hard to me because I love the two of them, but just the where the where y'all taking this versus thing man appreciated um and and hopefully y'all artists see what this can be when you start to bring back all the things that made hip-hop great so don't forget that man
0: Mm -hmm. i'd like to shout out my fan bam my pretty lady the hard knock slicers you know it's a hard knock slice for us we're about to start our season um shout out to the listeners Shout out to hip hop, man, because uh, as as Reg said, man, we love it so much. And just to see it and and not just the old school, the new school. Some of you younger artists got some shit popping, too. And uh, not hating on that, but we got to embrace it all. And uh, with that, Reg, take us out of here.
1: Hey, as we always say, you know, especially now, you know, things are changing. Um, continue to do the things that you're doing. Um, listen, learn and then act, um, keep those things in, in order. Um, and I think we'll be in a, and this society will be in better shape, man. But we appreciate you guys being here. The listeners, we appreciate y'all. Um, and bug, you got one, what do you, what do you want to say?
2: Just real quick as uh, us four men on the, on the screen right now and talking and doing our thing um, as men, we don't express ourselves to our friends enough. Um, And we never know when we're hurting or when we're struggling or we need help because our ego puts us past that. Just think about yourself and know that your boys are supposed to be there for you because that's what friends are supposed to do in family. Express yourself to your friends. Ask your friends, your boys, how they doing, if they okay, if they need help, because sometimes they do and they won't express it. So just don't forget that and just be there for each other.
0: Yes, indeed. And with that, love each other and love yourselves, as yep. Sugar would say. See you next week. <laughs> Peace. Don't be alarmed. We're Negroes. Negro, please. Freeze, Negroes. Don't be alarmed. We're Negroes. Peace, Nick Rose.